It is December 1st, and you're listening to the Magnificent Fantasy Football Show. Holy moly. It's December, y'all. Can you believe it? We've made it into the month of December already. It's crazy. It's crazy. The season is winding down. DFS is winding down. The time is now, my friends. The time was definitely not last week or many. A uh, very tough week to predict. Very lazy analysis week for me, I'll admit. I didn't even write down any of the names. I'm glad I didn't. I remember some of them that I can take credit for. I said the entire Bengals offense. So I'd like to take credit for T. Higgins and Joe Mixon from that. Maybe not so much on the Joe Burrow side. He came out hot. Okay. Um, Jamar Chase, whatever. Tyler Boyd. (laughs) But I'll take credit for Joe Mixon. You know who else I'll take credit for? Um, Debo did good. I had Brandon Ayuk. He did okay. Um, Okay got you there last week. Not a lot of points being scored. Should have had Leonard Fournette, didn't, definitely did not have that name on the list. Um, you know who I I researched after and had in my lineup was Dontrell Hilliard. Um, didn't talk about him, that was missed, but I had him and that worked and that was like, him and Debo were like the only two guys that did good. I just liked what I saw and liked about Hilliard, obviously he had, you know, first game uh with the titans like 60 percent snap percentage had like eight targets so we're coming into second game and i thought you know they let go of ap they're coming out and saying um you know they're announcing the starter's gonna be uh foreman and i look at this hilliard guy and i see he's got four four wheels this guy could break one off and that's what he did so i'm gonna take credit to that for that one even though i did not even talk about him but yeah, it was a tough one, a tough one. To, we got to move on. We got to move on, go forward, reevaluate, and um, get the right plays in the slate. That's all I got to say. I'm going to try a little different format this time. I'm saying that now so I can hold myself accountable and hope that I actually improve a few things, make this easier to listen to. Um, if anyone's still listening after last week, you know, I thought last week's episode was going to be really bad, but I actually tortured myself and decided to listen to it. And it was just as bad as all of my other episodes. I was really pleased to find that out. So on brand to being magnificent, which is really just like, it's good, but still shitty. And I thought that last episode was just going to be shitty. So I'm glad it still kind of had that element where, okay, this is still magnificent on brand of being magnificent. Um, so that's good. It's good. Makes me happy. So what do we got? We got uh, a showdown slate to talk about on Thursday. And it's it's the Dallas Cowboys going to NOLA to face the Saints. And it's going to be a good game. It's going to be a really good game without Amari Cooper. Unfortunately, um, 
I'm just going to assume everything, all the reports are sounding like Murray Cooper will not play. So I'm just going to count on that. He's still got a pretty bad cough. Guy's unvaccinated, had COVID pretty bad. Even if he's out there, it's hard to trust. So take him off the board. Murray Cooper's not going to play. Zeke is banged up. He is going to play. Um, But he might be limited, even though uh, Jerry Jones came out and said, nope. We're going to feed that. We're going to feed them. And um, I don't know. I don't know if I can trust it. I don't know if I can believe it. I look at this game and I kind of think, you know, the Bills and Saints last week. Was that last week? Yeah, last week. Kind of a similar matchup. The Bills defense probably is a little bit better. The Saints are going to roll out. Um. Mormon boy, Taysom Hill, uh, coming from Brigham Young, going to bring bring his uh, fresh young legs out on the field and um, going to gonna try to create a, a missionary. All right, enough of that. Anyway, Taysom Hill going to start. So maybe the offense gets an upgrade. They're going to have Mark Ingram back still to be determined whether or not Elvin Kamara is going to play in this one. I am, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not going to, you're just going to have to follow the news. It's going to come down to the wire and you're going to have to make your decisions that way. But knowing everything we know now, I'm going to kind of rule out Elvin Kamara, even if he's playing, I'm probably just going to think of him as like uh snap count, limited snap participant. And I'm just going to keep away stay away from that one and really just kind of look at this bill saints game. You know what hit here. So on the offense side of the ball for the saints, Taysom Hill first start of the year. I don't know if it's going to be too much of an upgrade. Simeon actually, he, I think he's a better passer than Taysom Hill. So Taysom Hill is going to get some rushes. Good for him. He's going to get some rushing yards. I think he's going to have to really just kind of lean on uh, those check down passes. So maybe Mark Ingram gets quite a few of those. Maybe it's Traquan Smith working the slot. And I only want one piece of the Saints. Uh, You're forced to having one piece of both sides of the ball in a lineup. So my one piece is either going to be Traquan Schmidt. Traquan Schmidt is uh, coming in at 56, or it's going to be, um, where'd he go? Mark Ingram. Mark Ingram coming in at 75. That's surprising. So it's probably going to be Traquan Schmidt. So Traquan Schmidt on that side of the ball, uh, on the other side of the ball, you know, Cowboys, got to go C.D. Lamb. He's healthy, he's back from concussion. He's going to be the guy who can line up anywhere. Lattimore is not going to follow him. Follow him, you know, uh, on both sides of the ball and in the slot. He's not a slot cornerback. So C.D. Lamb is there. Dalton Schultz, kind of the same deal for me. I know the Saints have been good in the slot, even without Gardner Johnson. Gardner Johnson getting hurt, and you thought, all right, they're going to suck in the slot. They're still good. But I think Schultz and Lamb are still the two best weapons in this offense, so they're there. 
Lamb comes in at 10K. Schultz at 7,600. Uh, maybe you could do a pivot. I could see a case for, uh, especially if Kamara's out, a case for Mark Ingram being a good little pivot for ya. Mark Marcus Ingram at 75 and uh, Schultz at 76. So you could kind of swap those two. <clears throat> um, and then, you know, Bills D got it done. Cowboys D could. They're at 44. Uh, I think it's just kind of safe in a, in a game where there's just not a lot of production going around. And then Gregatron, Greg Zerline at 42. It's probably where I'm going. Uh, that's it for that one. You know what? Let's just go on to the main slate. And we will start the main slate with the Bucks going to Atlanta. And new this week, I'm going to spare you guys from hearing my thought process. I'm going to utilize this cute little pause button, do a little research, and then just kind of organize in a way where I talk about any upgrades or downgrades based off of salary price. So I looked at this, and I really... I really only have one downgrade, no upgrades for anybody based on salary. And the only downgrade that I see here is Cordero Patterson at 7K. Um, you know, I think that's way too expensive for for a guy facing this Bucks defense. And you kind of have to look at the the history. So in week two, I know a lot's happened since week two. Cordero Patterson didn't really blow up yet at that point. But Carried the ball seven times, so he still kind of had that volume. Had a rushing touchdown, but he only had 11 yards, so averaged 1.6 yards per carry. Um, He had seven targets. He went five for 58 and a touchdown. And if he, I think that volume is fair. He'd, He'd see that type of volume in this game. Maybe, you know, seven targets, seven carries. And it is really dependent on touchdowns. And at 7K, it's too risky. So he's the one downgrade. I wanted to give an upgrade to everybody on the Bucks side of the ball, but looking at their prices, it's <clears throat> it's appropriate. Uh, Leonard Fournette in this game in week two, um, he didn't get his four touchdowns like he did last week. So I don't think it's going to happen again. I know the Falcons' Deion Jones, he was out, stud linebacker, out last week. Uh, shoulder issue popped up, I think. It sounds like it's not super serious, so I think he could be back, which could make, I think Fournette's still interesting no matter what, in or out. But at 7,300, I think he he earns that salary point with this plus matchup. And then kind of the same for Tom Brady. He got five touchdowns last time they faced each other in week two. Kept it under the 300 uh, bonus mark, but he's potentially going to have Antonio Brown back. I know that's the plan. It's been the plan for... A little over a week now, they want AB to play in this game. Um, so if he has that amount of targets back, looking at you know Mike Evans at 67, Chris Godwin at 66, Antonio Brown could be the only plus that I put down here, but it would be a plus with an asterisk because we just don't know if he's going to play or not or if he's going to have a snap um, limitation. So Tom Brady, um, if I gave anyone a plus, it would be him. 
just because he's going to have a ton of targets, uh, a ton of targets to throw at. He's going to spread the ball a lot. And I could see him getting over that 300 yard bonus point. Um, five touchdowns. Don't think he's going to repeat that one again versus this team. But if he gets the 300 yards and at least two touchdowns, he hits for ya. But 7,200, he is the second highest priced quarterback this week. Um, coming in just below Lamar Jackson at 78. Oh, thir- sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. He's at 70. Tom Brady is at 72. He's the fourth highest priced quarterback. So that's all I got for that game. And then we will mosey on over to uh, Arizona going to Chicago. But before we get into this Cardinals Bears game, a couple quick updates. And really quick, I, I do. I hit pause yesterday and just hit resume. So hoping that sounded like a seamless transition. A uh, couple updates today. We got news: Mari Cooper playing in this game. Um, well, now it's the second, but when you started listening to me 13 minutes ago, I, I started on the first. Anyway, Cowboys will have Amari Cooper tonight. All I'm going to say there, I talked up Schultz. I would replace Cooper with Schultz in that discussion. Um, and then for the Bucks, Antonio Brown is definitely out of this game. He's been suspended for the next three games. And in this matchup, um, I'm actually going to give Mike Evans a downgrade with AJ Terrell and Foster Moreau. Um, AJ Terrell's been phenomenal this year. Both having a little bit more attention on him on the perimeter and Chris Godwin getting a very good matchup in the slot versus a rookie. Um, so upgrade for Godwin. Um, I'd say everybody else just kind of meets their salary expectations. And that's that. So now, okay, back to the Cardinals and the Bears game. Um, I do have, so when I, I think I mentioned this, I'm, I'm basically just going to look at upgrades and downgrades for each game just simply based on points per dollar value. So if their draft DraftKings salary is appropriate, we won't mention them. <clears throat> and the upgrades for this game, all I got um, in this game, it's, Projected to be the only rain game of the slate. Uh, just over north of 50% chance of rain uh, makes me want to completely stay off of it. So you got to think the teams are going to lean on the ground a little bit more. So obviously James Conner of 5,900, I think, gets an upgrade. He's a value. Maybe I'll just phrase it that way, value. Um, James Conner, definitely a value in this one. 59 is going to get the workload. Uh, he'll probably get over 20 carries. Hopefully he'll find the end zone, yada, yada. Um and this Bears defense is not good. I'm going to give a downgrade to the entire Bears offense, even David Montgomery. I do like this Cardinals defense. Tough D-line, um, some really good young athletic linebackers, good safeties. I just don't like Montgomery, even if he's running the ball 30 times. He'll probably get one of those 80 yards in a touchdown type of games, which could get you there. It is um, salary that... I mean, he's sitting below 6K. Not Anyway, not worth it. Moving on. So I'm also going to downgrade. I think, I'm yeah, downgrade Kyler Murray and the wide receivers in that rain game. So that wraps that one up. And the next, next game, we got the Chargers and the Bengals. 
And we only have one upgrade in this entire game, and it's T. Higgins is too cheap uh, at 5,800. He's played nine games this year, and he only has two games where he, he got less than six targets. So I think he's very safe. Um, this matchup is weak. Uh, the de- defense is weak on the perimeter wide receivers. Uh, pretty tough in this slot. So it tells me it's going to funnel more to uh, Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. Uh, Jamar Chase, I think, is in a really good spot, but it's 7K. And seemingly, it seems like the the defenses have been keying in on him a lot lately and limiting his production lately. He could surprise and blow up. Um, I, I could see him just kind of being right in the middle of his floor and ceiling in this game, though, and at 7K, I think that's appropriate. But T. Higgins, if he's getting less attention uh, versus a beatable matchup at 5,800 and he gets at least... at least six targets that's very safe so upgrading t higgins for sure the only downgrade i've got here is joe mixon uh this chargers defense has been pretty tough against the run um surprisingly and i was trying to think of a similar offense and i liked comparing the steelers when they faced the chargers you look at how uh they have like two tougher perimeter wide receivers and both Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool. And in that game versus the Chargers, we had Deontay Johnson had 13 targets, seven catches, 101 yards, and touchdown. You had Chase Claypool. Claypool. Chase Claypool. Um, he had nine targets for 93 yards, five catches. So I kind of liked comparing that data for perimeter wide receivers and then looking at um, Najee Harris in that game. This is what stood out to me. Kind of a similar build and runner to Joe Mixon. He had 12 carries, 39 yards. He got a touchdown. Uh, He also had five catches on six targets for 20 yards. So if you see, if you look at a few other uh, running backs that got more volume, he only had 12 carries, so production was low. And obviously, Mixon will push the 20 mark. It, very realistic chance it could be under uh, 100 yards rushing. And with that price tag, with him up there at 8,100, that is not a value, in my opinion, in this matchup. So he's the one downgrade for this one, which now brings us to everybody's matchup of the week. We got the Vikings going to Detroit. To face them, fearless 0-10-1 Detroit Lions. And this is the second time these two teams have played this year. In the first game, you saw Kirk Cousins get Cousins just get under 300 yards, 275 touchdown and INT. Alexander Madison played in that one, just like in this one, Dalvin Cook was hurt. Madison had 25 carries, 7 catches. I don't think he's going to get that type of volume in this one. Uh, I know he's going to be pretty popular, but Lions have surprisingly been tough against the run recently. I expect that to continue, so I'm not going to take the bait. I think Madison, Madison's priced up there. I think he's at his a safe price point for him. Um, so I'm not. I think he's getting what he's expected at 7,600. So no, thank you. <clears throat> And uh, also in this game, we had Justin Jefferson, eight targets, seven catches, 124 yards, no touchdowns. I think he's in a smash spot again. 
And if they focus on him more on that offensive side of the ball without Cook, um, if the lines are tougher against the run and doesn't give Madison as much room, I could see him just getting peppered. So even with his price tag at 8,200, Justin Jefferson, I'd give him a high point per dollar total, even at 8,200. So he's on that upgrade list. And um, I jumped around a little bit, um, but didn't have any downgrades. Just had three upgrades on this one. I like Kirk Cousins, seventh ranked quarterback. He's 6,500. Uh, I think that's he's in a good spot versus the Lions defense if um, it's funneling to the pass a little bit more these days in recent games. So really like that price point. And then Josh Reynolds, 3,400. Uh, attacking the Vikings on the perimeter has been a pretty common theme. And when you have a guy like Josh Reynolds, it's his third game for the Lions. Um, his first two games, he had uh, right around 90% snap percentage, 88 and 90% last week. So this will be his third game with the Lions. He's going to have be on the field almost the entire time uh, the Lions are on the field, their offenses. And he only had three targets first game, didn't catch anything, but then he had five targets, 70 yards, and a touchdown last game. He's got a better matchup in this one uh, compared to the Bears last week. And at 3,400, I mean, his his points per dollar are definitely going to be very high. One of the highest of the slates, good value right there. So that's what I like this one, uh, bringing us to the Giants going to Miami. Yami. And I've got one up and two down in this in this game, which really surprised me. I, I looked at this before I did the deep dive. I, I thought I really liked um spoiler alert, Jalen Waddle. He was for sure gonna be a good high points per dollar guy for me. He comes in at sixty four hundred, kind of had a breakout game. He keeps getting the volume. Giants have a really tough perimeter defense. Uh, Lovadori Jackson, James Bradbury. Um, Waddle kind of goes half and half in the slot and outside. So I thought I could see him in the slot a little bit more, leveraging that matchup. But the Giants have made a few adjustments. Uh, and what they've been doing, eliminating the slot pass catchers recently, just makes me a little concerned. <clears throat> so I don't like it. Um, Lower points per dollar for Jalen Waddle, and especially at 6,400 with that kind of risk. Everyone going to be on that. Everyone's thinking, oh, this is breakout game last week because he got over 100 yards and a touchdown. It's just too risky for me. I'm gonna I'm gonna guess low point per dollar on that one, going on the opposite side of what I thought I was gonna do. Uh, only other guy that gets a downgrade is also Saquon Barkley at 6,300. We're gonna have Glennon. At quarterback in this one, Danny Dimes, uh, very unlikely to start. So if that's the case, I don't think this offense is going to be on the field enough for Saquon Barkley to return value at 6,300, even against a, a defense that uh, is not the best against the run. But um, upgrades, I will definitely say, I'm going to add a quick one on the fly here, but definitely, this is a surprise. I don't, I've, I've never wanted Miles Gaskin. But in this one, if Philip Lindsay is out, Philip Lindsay just joined this team. He had 20% snap percentage last week and already had like 12 carries. So they do like running the ball of Philip Lindsay, but he didn't practice yesterday. If he's surprisingly out in this one and Miles Gaskin gets the volume, 
like he has been getting surprising like a 20 rush um running back in recent games he could be in a freaking smash spot so i'm putting him on this list uh i think he still kind of hits his value but for sure phil Lindsay is out otherwise it's too much risk i don't think i'll touch it and then the only other upgrade i've got is uh miami dolphins defense which has been killing it lately um miami dolphins defense they come in at 3300 so not even at the top top high priced in the last four games versus baltimore the jets and carolina oh let's let's add the last four games yeah so and houston texans they've gotten 17 points 18 points 5 points 23 points so they've been killing it they get multiple sacks every game, multiple turnovers every game. They don't allow a lot of points against and against a freaking Glennon at quarterback. Love this defense. Love, love, love this defense. So surprising breakdown for me on that one, which brings us to the Eagles going to New York. New York City to play the Jets. And don't really have any downgrades because, I mean, you look at the Jets offense with a hobbled Zach Wilson. All those pieces are pretty cheap anyway on the Jets side. They're not going to be on the field very much. There's pretty tough defense. I don't like anyone. I don't like Elijah Moore. I don't, especially if Corey Davis is coming back. I just, no thank you on the Jets side. No thank you whatsoever. Um, Just one upgrade. I've got Devonta Smith, 6,100. Jets have been a perimeter wide receiver funnel all year long. It's not going to change in this one. And with Hertz hobbled, his ankle's a little sore. I bet he runs the ball less and passes more. I also bet the the Eagles, I mean, they've got a hobbled Sanders, and they they kind of turn into a run-first team. They want to run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. Um, and they probably will. They'll, they'll mix Sanders in and out with Scott and do some stuff like that. So they're going to continue with their, their ground game. But Devonta Smith is going to get all the freaking volume. Dallas Goddard is going to get his two. Um, you know what? I think that brings up a good point. Dallas Goddard should have also made my upgrade list coming in at 4,500. It's like the 10th highest, 10th ranked tight end price wise. So we're upgrading, um, Devonta Smith at 6,100 and Dallas Goddard at 45 in this matchup. I love it. And, um, Maybe to that point, Jalen Hurts coming in at fifth overall. Maybe that's appropriate. I'm not going to, I mean, maybe not running as much. You got to keep your expectations in check. But we like ourselves some Dallas Goddard at 45. Hundro. A lot of the targets are going to funnel to both of those targets. Okay. Covering that one. Then we're going to look at one of my I think there's a lot of sneaky value in this Colts at Texans game. And I've got two upgrades, no downgrades in this one, um, giving uh, higher points per dollar for, why did I lose my spot? For Jonathan Taylor, of course, at 9,200. Um, best in the business. Uh, this is the second time the Colts and the Texans have played each other. And in the first game, Jonathan Taylor 
only carried the ball 14 times. He's been a volume monster since then. This is early in the season. He had 145 yards and two freaking touchdowns. So add six more carries to that and see what happens. <laughs> it's going to be fun. Uh, he also had one catch for 13 yards. So even at 9,200, Jonathan Taylor is worth it. He's going to return value. Um, also in this game, I've got tight end for the Houston Texans. Brace yourself for this one. His name is Brevin Jordan. First name, Brevin. That's a real, I mean, it sounds like a made-up name, but it's his real name. Rookie out of Miami, tight end. He's 2500 so bare minimum price. Um, Jordan Aikens, the original starter for the Texans, hasn't even, he's been healthy and active since they came back from the bye week in week 10. So in week 11, week 12, Jordan Aikens hasn't even been playing and they like Brevin Jordan as a pass-catching prospect. Um, they're in a lost season. They need to develop young talent. And looking at his snap percentage, he started in Week 8. Um, week 8 was his first uh, NFL action of his career. He had 25% snap percentage. He had four targets in that game in his first game as a in his NFL debut. So caught three balls, went for 41 yards. Then they played Miami at 29% snap percentage, two targets, and look at week 11, 28%, three targets, um, one catch, seven yards, whatever. But here's the point. Last week, week 12, 60% snap percentage. So really ramped up his involvement. He had three targets, three catches for 23 yards, and his second touchdown, he had a touchdown in his debut, second touchdown of his career. That game last week. So if that trends in the right direction, he gets more than 60%. He's going to be involved. He actually dominated in college in Miami. He was a force. His uh it's funny, like his athletic build, his measurables don't really jump out to you. He's only like 6'3, but he's kind of like a sneaky Vernon Davis build who's not nearly as fast. But um he definitely dominated. So the guy has good hands and um Good route runner. He's got that going for him, at least. If you look at how the Titans produced versus the Colts last time, you've got uh, Jordan Akins when he was a starter. He had six targets for 41 yards. So this is a defense that gives it up to the Titans. Brevin Jordan at the bare minimum price. You got to like it. And I think value just kind of makes the pricing make sense for all the Houston pieces. Tyrod Taylor, 53, you know, whatever. Um, Davis Mills had 243 yards and two interceptions in this game. So Tyrod should, you know, he'll probably get a touchdown. He has that rushing ability. So it could be a slight upgrade at his 5,300 price might be worth it. If you need a punt at quarterback, um, Brandon cooks just hasn't been getting the targets and volume that we've seen at the beginning of the season. He had 13 targets in this game. And didn't get a touchdown, stayed on under 100 yards. Um, and he's at 5,900. So if he's getting less volume, not getting those touchdowns, not getting the 100 yard bonus, then that's probably priced appropriately. So just two upgrades. Um, I even think Carson Wentz, I mean, he had 223 yards, two touchdowns, the first time these teams played. Uh, this was T.Y. Hilton came back and kind of overshadowed Michael Pittman. So I don't even like Pittman in this game. Maybe he's the one name that I'd give a downgrade because Taylor's scoring everything. Then the rest of the offense doesn't have to do much. But that's what we got in that game. 
which brings us to where am I? Um, Washington going to Las Vegas. And only one name to the list, and that's Antonio Gibson. Um, definitely a great point per dollar player in this one with JD McKissick going down last week um, and vulturing two touchdowns from Antonio Gibson. Gibson's getting the volume, carried the ball 27 times and uh, had seven catches. So he's over his shin injury. Um, no McKissick in this game. He's going to get the volume, especially versus a defense that is not good versus the run. They're tough uh, versus the pass. And um, yeah, the Washington football team has a really good O-line. They're going to be able to run and run and run and run, and that's what they want to do. And Antonio Gibson is going to benefit. Uh, defense is good on both both sides of the ball. Uh, when you look at Derek Carr without Darren Waller, uh, it's going to be really tough for this offense to stay on the field. The Washington football team defense, even without Chase Young and Montez Sweat, they've been killing it lately. So you take away the best piece for the Las Vegas Raiders, and it's it's really going to hurt them. So I think all these guys are probably priced appropriately, and um, nobody really gets an upgrade or a downgrade. I'm maybe a slight downgrade to the entire Raiders offense, just not even worth touching. And that wraps up that one. And next, we'll go to Los Angeles, where the Jaguars will be facing the Rams. And nobody makes a list on this one. Um, you've got the very hot and very cold Jaguars defense, so you don't know who's going to show up in that one. And a lot of question marks on the Rams offense as well. Uh, Matthew Stafford has been uh, come out as pretty injured. Uh, OBJ has a hip pointer. Um, so, yeah, it, you're just not really too sure how these guys are going to um, provide value at their price points. And Henderson's been hurt too. It's just it's just not worth risking versus very hot and cold defense. And on the other side, um, Rams defense very good, Jags offense very bad. So even at four grand, I don't think the um, the Rams defense is quite worth it with some of those other values. Tough to pay up for defense, and it's a no fly zone, no fly zone here. So yeah, just thinking everyone's probably. Price appropriately, carry a lot of risk, not going to upgrade or downgrade anybody, which brings us to Ravens at Pittsburgh, face the Steelers, and Steelers at home, so you've got home bin, which should make you a little bit more optimistic if you want to attack some pieces on the Steelers side of the ball, but I'm still not going to touch it. Um, I still have a lot of respect for this Ravens defense, so I'm not going to upgrade or downgrade any of those Steelers Offensive players, um, I'll probably price appropriately. Might be do, do okay, might get volume, but that offense has just been so crappy. Maybe they do all get a downgrade. Um, on the Rams' side of the ball versus defense that has been beat up by everyone they face, seemingly. Um, yeah. <laughs> You're going to have a lot of really good production on the, the Ravens' side of the ball. However, they're all pretty priced up if you run through it. All these guys, Lamar Jackson, highest price, 7800 um, 65 for Hollywood Brown, and then Mark Edwards. He's up there at uh, 6K. He's one of the top-priced tight ends this week. So I think they've earned their price tags versus terrible defense. And again, nobody making the list. 
but to price check some of these uh Steelers pieces, 5k for Ben. That's <laughs> probably right. It's so bad. Deontay at 68 is too high. Um, this offense sucks. Claypool, 6k, he's touchdown dependent, too high. Uh Friar Muth, 42. I I just you can't touch any of these guys. And Najee Harris at 77. It's just it ain't gonna happen. We're gonna move on. To the last game of the slate, San Francisco going to Seattle play the Seahawks. And we have we have one upgrade for this one. One higher than normal point per dollar and Elijah Mitchell at 6K. Um, the guy has been eating. He got the highest snap percentage he's gotten of his career last week, 70%, which was good for 27 carries, 133 rush yards, a touchdown, Six targets, five catches, 35 yards through the air. And that was versus stout Minnesota run defense. Seahawks have a pretty good run defense as well, even though on paper it doesn't show. Um, They've given up a ton of protection to running backs this year. So at 6K, that type of volume, Elijah Mitchell, 1,000%, 100,000%, yes. And on the the Seahawks side of the ball, um, we, uh, I'm sorry, there was one downgrade um, lower than point per dollar um, downgrade in this one. We had George Kittle, fifty nine hundred. I just like these run back uh, linebackers. I like Jamal Adams. Um, in this game, you're not going to have Debo Samuel. Samuel, so you're going to expect a ton of people to gravitate towards Brennan Ayuk, which makes sense. Hey, no, no Debo Samuel. He's going to get all the volume. But you know what? He's basically been their number one wide receiver anyway, because Debo Samuel hasn't been operating as a wide receiver. He's been operating as their running back. Um, last two games, Debo has only <laughs> he only has one game or one catch in both of the last two games. So he hasn't been taking away volume from Brandon Ayuk on that side of things. Brandon Ayuk has been a full-time wide receiver. Uh, Debo Samuel has been running the ball, you know, six and eight times, getting north of 60 yards rushing and touchdowns on the ground. So that's been taking away from Elijah Mitchell. And when a lot of people are thinking more volume for Brandon Ayuk, it's actually more volume for Elijah Mitchell. Um, Brandon Ayuk still going to be used the same way he has been. And it's just going to be more uh, rushing opportunity for Elijah Mitchell, if you ask me. Um, and as far as the Seahawks, all these guys price very appropriately. Um, they're facing a pretty good defense and this offense hasn't shown that they can play well yet with Russell Wilson back. He's at 64. Um, the running backs, I don't want to touch. You got Metcalf at 67, Lockett at 65. You know, those pieces just kind of sound about right. And they're just not going to explode on their point per dollar. So that wraps up all the games. And if we're going to wrap up all of the point per dollar upgrades. Not the drop I was looking for. I was looking for this one to play lightly in the background. As I talk about all these upgrades that will make him money. We got Kirk Cousins, 6,500 at running back. He's the only quarterback at running back. We got James Conner, Jay Khan, and Young Jeezy at 59. We got Miles Gaskin and Phil Lindsay is out at 58. Jonathan Taylor at 92. Then you got Antonio Gibson at 5,700, probably the best points per dollar um, option on the entire slate. And probably close, um, Elijah Mitchell close behind him at 6K. Wide receiver wise, 
We got Chris Godwin at 66, T. Higgins at 58, Justin Jefferson at 82, Josh Reynolds at 3,400, Devonta Smith at 61. Bring us a tight end. We've got Dallas Goddard, 45, Brevin Jordan. That's right, people, 2,500. And I put two defenses on here, Miami at 33 and Washington football team at 25. Um, lower point per dollar plays include at running back Saquon Barkley at 63, Cordero Patterson at 7K, Joe Mixon, 8,100, Mike Evans um, at 67, Jalen Waddell at 64. We had one tight end, George Kittle, 5,900. Uh, and then just kind of a general the entire Bears offense in that rain game. They all get a downgrade, so no Mooney for you this week. The Raiders' entire offense without Darren Waller, um, no thank you. And then the entire Cardinals' offense minus Jaycon, just in a rain game, downgrade for the quarterback, wide receivers, and the entire Steelers' offense. That might be a theme for the rest of the year. But that's all we got. That's the entire slate. Hopefully this new format sounded good. We'll find out. Until next week, y'all.